Welcome back to Freight Waves Now. Bill Priestley here along with Tony Mulvey. Of course, Yellow with their new situation here after being bailed out yesterday and getting a new deal uh, in terms of, at least a new lease, I should say, for the next 30 days in terms of where there be, could be possibly be there in terms of getting a new payment in, uh, in terms of setting up their um, uh, pension plans and health benefits uh, will still last for the next 30 days. Joining us to talk about where they are legally, Matthew Leffler joins us, the armchair attorney, as uh, we've got an interesting situation, more than interesting here, Matt, in terms of uh, what we were expected to wake up to this morning. Uh, we we're expecting one thing, we got something completely different. And now what, do you, what kind of legal situation do you find Yellow in right now in terms of what they've got to deal with over the course of making sure this next payment gets in to keep that lifeline alive? Yeah, I mean, to understand where we're going, we have to understand where we've been, where we are. On Friday, there was a hearing about whether or not Yellow could stop the Teamsters from striking. And why would they be striking? Because on July 15th, Yellow failed to pay Central State $50 million. And if they had not made this payment on Sunday, yesterday, 11,000 families would lose their health insurance, and the Teamsters were ready to strike. At the ninth hour, the 11th hour, the very last hour, there is a deal done by the Teamsters and Central State that allows some breathing room. That $50 million, it was due July 15th, is still due, but there's a couple more weeks to make the payment. Will Yellow be able to make a deal? Anyone's guess right now. And I think it's interesting. I mean, we talked about it, Central States and the Teamsters made the deal. Basically, is this Central State's Floating the payment, just saying, hey, we'll cover you until basically either you, Yellow's going to pay it or they're going to go bankrupt. I mean, it feels like it's one or the other. Uh, yeah. Is this just kind of throwing them the lifeline saying, hey, we'll give you a little bit of breathing room, but I mean, ultimately, that company's still on the hook for the money. Yeah, I mean, even without the $50 million they owe from July 15th, Yellow still owes $1.3 billion next year. What I think everyone is able to watch right now at home and across the country, across the world, is to see what it means to be a, a, a company like Yellow, a survivor. This business has been around since 1924, before highways, containerization, and deregulation. They have made a way to survive. And the Teamsters do not want to see Yellow go bankrupt. They would actually like them to survive. Yellow has been very emphatic. They need to incorporate a restructuring. One Yellow. They want to make it so that you can have a much more... Uh, you know, understood and comprehensive uh, supply chain. And the Teamsters have stopped them from doing this. If they are unable to make a deal, Yellow's got $100 million cash on hand. If they start making these payments to the pensions, they're not going to have any operating capital. This is the, the do or die minute. Will they be able to make a deal? Will they be able to avert themselves from bankruptcy yet again? This has been the case for Yellow for decades. And it's fascinating to continue to watch the developments. Matt, is obviously with the deal that was brokered by the Teamsters with central states, and again, Yellow being denied the injunction on this past Friday, and basically saying, look, if, if, if nothing happens, you're going to see bankruptcy on Monday. Uh, is Yellow's fate not in its hands anymore? I mean, does somebody have to come in and, and bail them out in terms of, because they, they they it seems like they just can't simply keep this going and not have, with some help, get through the next 30 days, if not through the rest of the year. 
No, they need liquidity. I mean, they have been very clear. If they had that strike happen, like they said, with their lawyer on Friday, if we strike Monday, we're out of business next week. There is no uh, white knight that we see coming. The United States government has already come out and said, we gave you $700 million. What did you do with it? And Yellow's like, well, just a little bit more liquidity. That's all I'm asking. Just a smidge. I mean, 700 million is great, but maybe another 500 million. Who knows? Um, at the end of the day, there are very interesting and useful companies within Yellow. And I think there might be somebody like a TFI or an ArcBest who can carve out parts of these companies and maybe have a going concern. But this debt is not going anywhere. $1.3 billion is next year. That has to be resolved. The United States Treasury, we owe 30, we own 30% of yellow, 30%. And the government has already come out and said, we're not giving you anymore. You've had as much as we're willing to give. And so at this stage, it's Teamsters, it's pension funds, it's yellow, trying to scratch, scratch a way to, to stay profitable, to stay relevant, to stay in business. And insolvency is increasingly encroaching on yellow. And maybe touch on, because I know in it, they talked about, or they talked about chapter seven being the option, right? Liquidation. Why chapter seven versus maybe chapter 11 with the restructuring? Is it just the fact that creditors aren't going to want to go through with that? Or is it just an easier, hey, chapter seven, we're just going to liquidate everything? Ultimately, like you mentioned, TFI, ArcBest, things like that. They're going to be able to buy up assets for effectively pennies on the dollar. I mean, why one versus the other? Yeah, so Chapter 11 is just uh, a, a structured bankruptcy where there might be a chance for a going concern. The way that the Teamsters and the way that Yellow talks, I mean, it's always the end of the world. It's always Chapter 7. It could be the case that there might be a path of getting out of Chapter 7. Maybe some division could go to other Chapter 11 or something. But you got to keep in mind, the freight diversion is real. Motor carriers and, and brokers and shippers are all avoiding yellow at all costs. They remember what happened when CF went bankrupt 20 years ago and freight was sitting on docks across the country. So even if they can resolve these big debt problems, which they certainly uh, have a big challenge ahead of them, uh, there still not might not be any profitable freight to haul. And it's important for everyone to also understand how bankruptcy in general works. The moment you file for bankruptcy protection, anything that you've made payments on in the last 90 days is considered something that can be clawed back. You are assumed to be insolvent for the last three months. And so any payments that are happening now or right before the bankruptcy, uh, we're going to learn a lot. And this is what makes this company so fascinating for so many. Um, there isn't a really viable path to find profitable freight, make all these debt obligations and be able to operate as a going concern. So the next couple of days or even hours are going to be absolutely fascinating for people who've been following Yellow from the times of the 1920s, which is madness. Matt, what is Yellow's legal team basically saying at this point? Or are their hands tied and they just can't do anything until we see revenue and we, we see start the payment, we see some sort of process that the company has to make uh, to move forward? Are they saying anything at this point in terms of legal advice? The, the value of lawyers in this situation cannot be overstated. They are trying to throw the kitchen sink, the kitchen itself, the entire house, the garage. <laughs> How do we stay alive? They've sued the Teamsters for stopping them from making yellow one or one yellow. They, they've stopped them from making the, the actual changes they want. This legal team will do whatever it takes to keep this company operational. I guarantee you over the weekend, the conversations of Yellow's legal team with the Teamsters, with Central State, all of those things were happening simultaneously. All of the things all at once. That is what the legal team at Yellow is look, likely looking to do because 
if the business cannot stay around bankruptcy is where they have to go. They're going to exhaust every single thing they possibly can to avoid that bankruptcy filing. The minute that thing is filed, everyone's hands get tied and the process begins. Yeah. And that's where you start to see things end up on eBay, that freight that I know Craig's alluded to with freight ending up. When it gets stuck, there's there's no security at these facilities that because they're just kind of left, left for dead. Uh, I mean, when you look at this overall, obviously it's a historic, it would be a historic bankruptcy just given the size. But you look at kind of the operating statistics behind yellow, I mean, you're talking 100 plus ORs, even sometimes in the best freight environments there were. It doesn't seem like they're property. They didn't have profitable freight to begin with. Now there's going to be even less of it out there. Yeah, I mean, there is no real path for yellow. I was talking to my father. He was a roadway guy back in the 1970s. And I said, what do you think about yellow possibly going bankrupt? And he says to me, well, if roadway had been separate, they'd still be making money today. So this is really a question of leadership from the yellow organization. Years and years of heavily leveraged buying of trucking companies and then trying to find a way to make all of them work as a comprehensive, cohesive unit. It's it's not working. And, and that's what we've seen. Now, you can run a profitable trucking company and be unionized. TFI is a great example with T-Force. You obviously have uh, the UPS folks that have been doing business for such a long time. But we are watching an American supply chain institution. Yellow Roadway and Consolidated Freight ran this industry for decades. And now we're seeing the final hallmarks of a unionized motor carrier heavily in debt trying to survive. There isn't really much to say that's going to be really... Uh, confident in boosting for the market because everyone's diverting freight. So even if you're able to claw out of this debt, you still have a massive problem of where is the tonnage? And that tonnage has been peeling off for decades. Well, like I told Todd, it's going to be an interesting 30 days or maybe 29 days as we get uh, closer to that deadline and seeing if Yellow can make that payment. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. And obviously, we'll, uh, learn to, we'll lean on you when, when uh, things of this nature uh, head our way. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. All right, Matt, thanks so much. Let's head it back over to uh, Isaiah Buchanan, one of the hardest working men in uh, the building here this morning as he's got our first look at the social roundabout. 